When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the IDP Show. I'm your host, Josh Raymer, joined in the Soad Shack tonight on my left, Adam Markham. Addy, how are you, hon? Doing very well, Josh. How are you, mate? So good. It's a little duo pod action tonight. You're sitting on my left, so you can watch the TV. I'm a little off kilter, Addy. The football has been pretty horrendous tonight, but we're still going to watch it, of course. Yeah, this is a little weird. I know, right? First, this is... uh. I don't think we've ever done this before. Uh, no, we, I, you have never sat in that seat before. Whew. It's throwing me off. Crazy. The it's feng get crazy. of the room is, is totally off. But that's okay. We're going to power through. We've got a really good episode for you guys tonight. We're going to be looking back on the week that was in week three. Did it soar to the heights of week one and two, Addy? Not quite, but still some, uh, some nice games and some nice IDP performances out there. Yeah, and it's not over yet. We're watching the, uh, the Monday night game. Right now, it's uh, four minutes to go in the fourth quarter. It's been a fun game. A yeah, lot of, lot of, it's turned uh, into a fun game. Yeah, and I mean, it's been a great game for us to play IDP. Oh, know? Demarcus Lawrence. Demarcus Lawrence balling mm, out. Love to see it. Torrance Armstrong, great game. I think he just got a second sack. Donovan Wilson, another great game. Both both guys that were on the recent uh, tweet that I told you to pick up. So there you go. Love to see it. Love to I see knew it. we were working into good. some some kind of backwards, falling backwards into a plug here. Got to uh, that's that's the move these days. Just uh, plugging yourself and patting <laughs> yourself on the back. Could really take that multiple ways. Talking about plugging yourself. Folks. Sure, sure. But uh, we're glad you guys are here. It's going to be a fun episode tonight. Babo is in Florida with the family on vacay. So mm. hope you're having a great time, Babo. But we're gonna. Talk about the week three action. We've got some news and notes. We'll probably hit on some waivers. And then we've got a really fun segment for you guys tonight. We've done variations of this segment in the past, but it is basically the panic room segment. So we're looking at highly drafted players who have underperformed thus far this season and asking ourselves, Eddie, is it time to panic? I know when I think the Connie season we had uh, Chamber of Screams, which was a lot of fun. It was close yeah. to Halloween. Yeah, we should have uh, we should have done some some good drops, some witchy drops, some witchy stuff. drops. It's not quite spooky season yet. Yeah. yeah. When, but, when does spooky season start for you? Oh, we're getting close. I mean, it's yeah, it's it's we're in range. I guess once as soon as October starts. That's for me. It's October first. Yeah. Anything before that? Now, if you want to do like really hardcore decorations at your house. I could understand wanting to get more mileage than just 31 days out of that if you go through the effort. But for me, it's October 1st. We got to chill out on jumping the gun with all these holidays. Yeah, I've already noticed. I was at Walmart the other day, and they already got their Christmas stuff out. They got their whole Christmas oh, set out. So. Hobby Lobby has had Christmas stuff out since, like, mid-August. Yeah. It's gross what we're doing. That's insane. In these holiday streets, folks. We need to calm down. It's like the story Bobo told about putting out what was it? Flags for like 3,000 flags for Labor Day? Yeah, people are just bored. 
And like, there's a there's like a holiday every single day now. There's like a National Donut Day. Or, I think there's like eight National Donut Days a year. Because I'm okay I see, with those. Yeah, I'm fine with that. I'm not mad that we have multiple Donut Days, but yeah. Every day literally is a holiday. Like if I think you went to like what holiday is it.com here, uh, September 26th is probably some kind of obscure holiday no, we've never heard of. There's a hundred percent. Yeah. 365 holidays now. Oh, 3,650 yeah. holidays probably. So Halloween, October 1st coming up, not going to be chamber of screams, panic room tonight. We've got some big name players, including maybe some flag plants, that we'll talk about, is it time to panic on these guys? But that's the point, Addy. We're not panicked about guys that we drafted at the back of our drafts who are depth for our rosters. If those guys perform well, we're thrilled. If they don't perform so well, that's what we expected. But when we spend a high pick on these guys, that stings a little bit when these guys underperform. No doubt. And there's a lot of them out there. There really is. We got what? How many we got tonight? We're going to talk about. We're going to talk about fifteen names. Yeah, five at D line, five at linebacker, and five at DB. It's a juicy looking list, you know. Week one. Yeah, and then you get to week end of week three, and you're like, uh, "What am I supposed to do?" Because I think we're getting to that point in the season where we have enough information to, I think, start making some informed decisions and not having just these knee jerk reactions, right? Yeah. So that's what we're going to sort through tonight. Is it time to panic, or should you be patient and hold out? But, Addy, let's hit some news, and let's start with the big news. Out of Cleveland today, the Browns confirmed that Miles Garrett was involved in a one-car accident this afternoon after leaving the practice facility. He suffered non-life-threatening. I don't care what the if he, like, you know, broke off a fingernail. Seeing life-threatening even if it is non-life-threatening in a tweet, just gives me the heebie-jeebies. But then you look at the car, and you think, I don't know how this guy did not sustain life-threatening injuries, because that thing was all sorts of messed up. Oh, so you got pictures out there of the yes, car. Yes, it flipped multiple times. He was taken to a local hospital. Uh, yeah, Garrett's t- 2021 Porsche fl- flipped several times before coming to rest, according to Ohio State Highway Patrol. His injuries described as minor. So we'll see what comes out of this. He's supposed to be released tonight, but this reminded me of the Cam Newton situation where he had his car accident, and I wouldn't be surprised if maybe Miles uh, Garrett's availability is not in question this weekend. Yeah, yeah, potentially so. But flipped multiple times. It wasn't like he skidded off the road and went into uh, a guardrail or something. Yeah. I mean, think guy wasn't like a Tiger Woods situation or something where his guy breaks a leg or something out for the year. I mean, yeah. it could have been so much worse. So, yeah, luckily luckily he's okay. But he's uh, he's been great this year, man. He really has. But there's always something every year weird know. with him, you know. Miles from an NFL stadium, Garrett, took me back. I think that was maybe year one when he That's tried right. to decapitate Mason Rudolph. Then he got the the Rona that year, and it, he it, it was just not good for him. It, he was never yeah, the same. Yeah, that that year, yeah, the Rona. I guess that was twenty twenty. Just completely knocked him out. He was. He said he couldn't had trouble breathing. Yeah, and you could tell on the field. I mean, the guy was not himself. So hopefully, Miles Garrett. Like, yeah, loves the drama. Just uh, you know, maybe I've always said if I was rich, boy, I would never drive again. Yeah, I would have cars and maybe take them out like a convertible or something. But everyday travel, no way. Hey boy, you can no still, way. Uh, you can just you know your driver. You can still can... have yeah. You can still have wrecks, but uh, I'm not going to be behind the wheel of a vehicle, folks. I don't know. I like to be in control too much. I'm, That's I true. Would never, you are a control freak. I would never, never let that happen. That's true. 
I'm an alpha male. Alpha male control freak. That's a good combination. So moving on to other injuries, but sustained on the field from this week's actions. Avon Collins, shoulder injury, left the game, did not return against the Rams. Addy, I don't know if you saw this one. I happened to be watching this game when wide receiver fullback Ben Skoranek absolutely laid Zayvon Collins out. And Mark Sanchez, who's been pretty hit or miss on the commentary, brought it up in real time that he thought Skoranek had injured Zayvon Collins and sure enough exits with a shoulder injury. Yeah, that's not what we wanted to see to start nope. the year. Um, I think Zayvon's had, uh, Zayvon had like four tackles before exiting, but yeah, I mean, this is uh, this is not good. But, I mean, maybe it opens up more playing time for Isaiah Simmons. So, did I do the... Uh, yeah, it's not good, but it could be good. It's good for somebody. It, you, you did pivot to another player rather yeah. than the same player, so that's yeah. good. But uh, let's talk about the Denver Broncos. Uh, we're going to be speaking on one of your one of your flag plants, I believe. Was Josie Jewell a flag plant oh, for yeah, you? Oh, yeah, baby. So... Zayvon Collins, we know, left the game. Denver Broncos edge rusher Baron Browning, uh, knee injury, defensive lineman DJ Jones, head injury, left the game, did not return against San Francisco. This one hurt my heart, Addy, because he was off to a a pretty nice start, had a huge week one, uh, but Detroit Lions safety Tracy Walker is confirmed to have ruptured his Achilles, ending his 2022 campaign Pour one out for Tracy Walker, one of our original babies. You hate to see his season end like this. Yeah, man. I mean, uh, just like Harold Landry, who got paid this offseason, you know, major injury and done for the year. Hate to see it, but I guess we are glad that they got paid. That's right. That's the only silver lining in this is that Walker and Landry both got paid. We know from watching the clips, watching Hard Knocks, Dan Campbell loves Tracy Walker, Mm -hmm. sees him as a leader for that defense, so – what does this do? Dings them. It dings. It dings. I mean, Tracy Walker's ding now in Dynasty, and um, obviously Harold Landry is too. I mean, it never. It doesn't. People don't move up when they have season-ending no. injuries. No, they, they always get dinged. It's just a matter of how far down. I don't drop. I would drop probably Tracy Walker right. a little more than a, a Harold more. Landry. Uh, I did. They're I, both paid. I've got Harold Landry in the forties. Tracy Walker is going to be a free falling. I mean, just an Achilles. That's tough for a safety like that, and he's know. not a he's not he's not old, but he's not a spring chicken either. Right, he's been around. Yeah, he's, he's on like his twenty six, twenty seven. Yeah, he's so on I mean, his second contract. So yeah, it's not 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 best for his value. You hate to see that. So a couple cornerbacks who uh, left in their games: Jair Alexander of the Green Bay Packers exited with a groin injury. Las Vegas Raiders cornerback Nate Hobbs, who's been very good for me this season, left the game, did not return. This one's significant, Addy. I. The Chargers, that I don't know what cursed them, what happened that made them have the worst injury luck in the league every single season. But we saw Rayshon Slater season over. I think it was a biceps tear. Brandon Staley also said that edge rusher Joey Bosa has a significant groin injury and will be week to week. So I would expect to be without Joey Bosa this week in your lineups. Uh, New York Jets linebacker Quincy Williams carted off with an ankle injury and also did not return. X-rays came back negative. However, it is suspected to be a high ankle sprain. So, Addy Joey Bosa, huge loss for your lineups. But Quincy Williams quietly playing above 85% of snaps as a full-time linebacker. That's a big loss as well. Yeah, for sure. I mean, with Bosa, I mean, there's there's no replacing Bosa. But, I mean, if you're looking... 
Who's going to do it on the Chargers? It's going to be um, Chris Rumpf. He's the guy. He played, looks like, 57% of the snaps in, in his place. So uh, we'll see what he looks like. We get a you know a chance to evaluate him. Um, and then, yeah, Quincy Williams. Hate to see that. Uh, but Quan Alexander probably going to have a shot. It's time now. to hit the Quan. Yeah. So it's why you bring Quan in as depth. And then when something like this happens, you're not scrambling and putting in a Chris Rumpf character. I know that's one thing Robert Mays, Nate Tice brought up in their AFC West preview before the season is like, boy, this Chargers team is loaded, but they're dangerously thin at edge rusher behind Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa. Yeah. So we'll see if this team can recover, man. But they have literally had the worst injury luck to start the season. Lost Slater for the year. They did. Lost Slater. They also lost one of their uh, wide receivers. They lost Guyton. Yeah, Jalen Guyton. And then, of course, Keenan Allen's been banged up with the hamstring. Herbert Herbert has the rib cartilage injury that can linger throughout the season. Kenneth Murray, not that he matters, but he got banged up a little bit. So... One more injury update here, Addy Aziz Alshair sustained an MCL sprain during the 49ers' 11-10 to loss to the Broncos. Um, so That's good for Fred Warner and uh, It definitely clears Dre. the lane for uh, Dre Greenlaw and Aziz, or uh, for, yeah, for Fred Warner and Dre Greenlaw that Aziz Alshair is out of the picture. Certainly can't hurt Fred Warner. You know, he's, wow, what a, what a, we'll get to him, I guess. Yeah, I was going to say, that's, uh, that may be, it. that may be the one, We'll do like a one to ten scale to see where our panic level is, but uh, that one I feel like is going to be pretty high. I don't think there's been a bigger name player that's been the topic of more disgruntled "should I drop this guy" conversations right now than Fred Warner. Yeah, don't so do that. don't do that. But. Don't do that. The dude is still playing a hundred percent of snaps. Yeah, uh, but he'll have, he'll have he'll have some good weeks. Yeah, if you were drafting him as your LB one, that was probably yeah. your mistake. We mentioned that you know we were much higher on him in dynasty. Than we than we are in redraft. We think he's going to age very well, um, but yeah, I mean he's a he's a LB two at best. He's going to age like Eric Kendricks. Exactly. I see them very similarly. I think they're going to both play into As, their thirties. They're both going to be really solid LB twos with LB one upside. He's going to lose some of his coverage ability, and that's that's going to help his tackle numbers, which are spotty right now because teams kind of shy away from him. But I mean that stuff that stuff fades, uh, and yeah, he could he could turn into like a big tackle guy by the end of the That's why I'm higher on him in dynasty than, than, uh, than redraft. That's sure. right. We may see actually a value spike near the end of his career because you're right. He's probably not going to be trusted in coverage once, once his speed and athleticism falls off. But the dude, if he is, you know, sound between the ears, which we know he is one of the smartest, highest graded linebackers by PFF, the dude's not going to be in the wrong place at the wrong time. If they say, Hey, Fred, you're our box guy. Now we want you to be this enforcer type and uh, stay in here and make some tackles. Yeah, that could be an interesting career arc, better player for the NFL, worse Friday P and that completely flips as he gets older. Yep. So let's keep things rolling, Addy, and talk about some waiver wire targets. Of course, if you're subscribed over at the idpshow.com and you're one of our paid supporters, we just sent out the week four waiver wire article. Our boy Boo Bam puts that together, and we get that to you Monday night. So I actually just sent it out probably about 30 minutes ago. So if you're a paid supporter over there, you know some of the guys that we are looking at as linebacker or as waiver wire ads at all positions, Addy, is there anyone in particular? I've got one I want to call out that I really do think will be out there on waivers in most leagues. 
Any targets that come to mind for you here going into week four? I haven't really even looked at waivers yet. So here's one that I would say. we I mentioned this. Check out our YouTube as well. I did a YouTube short talking about some of the nuggets that you needed to know coming out of week three. And I mentioned, and this pains me, Nick Cross is droppable in yeah. redraft. Rodney McLeod is shaping up to be that box safety that we thought that we thought Nick Cross was going to be. So, as a guy that was just sort of a guy, I, I know much maligned on this podcast by, you know, for me in particular, uh, Rodney McLeod, not a guy that we expected to threaten Nick Cross's job. Obviously, the coaching staff does not trust Nick Cross. Only one snap in the game against Kansas City. So, if McLeod is out there. Go put in a hefty waiver claim, especially if you're light at safety. So another one, uh, Addy, that I wanted to mention at the safety position, Jalen Petrie has been lighting it up. Did you see what this guy did? Oh, my God, yeah. A sack, two interceptions. I don't remember the last time a safety like that had a 40-point game. I don't either. No. Jamal Adams, maybe maybe like a multi-sack game. But yeah, I can't remember the last time I've seen that. So I mean, that definitely, that definitely uh, is something that you you put a pin in. Uh, and yeah, I mean, talk about someone, you know, seeing their dynasty value boost up. I mean, when a, when a young safety like that, and also you know, this was a guy that was drafted early in the second round. I believe. That's right. They're looking for dudes. They're just looking for dudes to build this team around in this season that the Texans are in, which is a total teardown rebuild. And I think Petrie could be one of those guys. Yeah, absolutely. Another guy that uh, I'm thinking of now, Jacob Phillips, he's going to be up there at the top, you know, with that's with, right. With Anthony Walker uh, injuring his quad and being done for the year. Um, and then JOK dealing with a, a groin injury himself. Um, yeah. I mean, Jacob Phillips is, is, is likely going to be an LB2, LB3 for you down the stretch. Yeah, he's going to be wearing the green dot. We saw that from Mikey Dubs earlier. Um, but, you know, follow me on Twitter because I've been I've been doing that lately. I've been posting the guys that I'm targeting on the waiver wire, and, and uh, we've got a good list running so far. I mean, the, uh, they've, uh, they've been making me look good. So I'll do that again this week, and uh, hopefully we can get some more hits. Let's go, Addy. So make sure you check it out, theidpshow.com. Consider becoming a paid supporter over there. We send out nine. Follow the tweets. Yeah, follow the tweets. We're on the YouTubes. Yeah, if you want the goodies, we're really everywhere. Our yeah. boy, uh, Dr. Lezus, is on TikTok now for the, right. for the Banged Up podcast, another perk of being a paid supporter. So. I have the handle secured for TikTok in case we ever want to get over there and do some stuff. I heard of another one this weekend that kind of threw me for a loop. Have you ever heard of Yik Yak? No. This is a thing. I'm not making this up. I know I always say bing bong as opposed like an, to... It sounds like an awful like dad joke. Or yeah, something it really isn't. The The bomb threat that was that Western had like a week or so ago, Oh yeah, the girl facing some jail time, been she expelled, did she did it on Yik Yak. I see. And they happened to find it. Okay. So, I don't know. If, you, if Yik Yakers stand up, if you're out there using the old Yik Yak, hit us up. I have no idea what it is or what it does. Uh, but yeah, I mean, first, impre- should, first impression is not great. Yeah, we should probably get on there, though, right? Yeah, I mean, if they're calling them bomb threats, I love it. Yeah, we should be yicking and yakking. I hate school. Yeah, well, it was because I said, wait a minute. There was a, a bomb scare at our local university because someone thought near a construction site there was dynamite. And so what happened was this girl got a ticket in the parking garage. This was on, this was on I think, like... Good Morning America or one of the nightly news shows on like NBC or something like it was national news. And apparently she got a ticket and she got on Yik Yak and said, the second bomb's about to go off in PS2. 
And they found it and uh, evacuated campus, evacuated the whole campus, and found out it was her and expelled her, arrested her, and now she's facing jail time. Wow. Hate to see that. Man. Hate to see it. <laughs> that And just normal person, like a, just a normal person just having a bad day with parking and transportation, folks. Don't make bomb threats. That's just a good general rule for life. Uh, don't put anything in writing that could get you expelled. Yeah. Yeah, she's ruined her life. Yeah. Hate to see it. <laughs> don't, don't yik yak and don't make bomb threats, people. That's the rule. <laughs> Of thumb here. So, uh, Addy, what's the score of the game here? Is it almost over? Yeah, it looks like it. I don't know if that's going to stand as a pick. Uh, Trayvon Diggs looks like he might have just had a pick. Where I haven't really got got to see a good angle of it. Uh, looks like looks, it's a pick to me. Looks like it's a pick. I don't think that ball hit the ground. Someone's hurt. I'm hoping it's not Saquon. Oh, no. Please don't be Saquon. That would be tragic. All right, Addy. Anyone know, else is fine. Yeah, anyone else. Take take anyone else in the Giants. Well, Kayvon. Spare Kayvon. Yeah, But that's you're right. talking well, about the... Uh, it was nice seeing him out there. Yeah, he was hyping up the crowd, I saw. So, wearing the number five. Typically not a fan of the single digits. No, I, I like him. Man. But it looks good. Yeah. I love these Giants uniforms. I think these look really classy. I think they're really slick. Uh, but, Addy, it is time to enter the panic room. Oh, Sterling Shepard, carted off. Oh, no. I was about to hit the drop, so I'm glad I waited. Here we go. It's time, Addy, to enter the panic room. It's called a panic room. It's called a panic room, Addy. So, we got, I know, it gives me the heebie-jeebies, right? But the first guy we have up here is one that I was very high on going into the season. We're going to start off with our defensive lineman and the DL6 as far as ADP goes, looking at these best balls, anytime you hear us reference ADP, that's typically what we're referencing is we have a spreadsheet with all the ADPs from our best balls that we did. Daniil Hunter of the Minnesota Vikings went as the DL6. And week to week, Addy, the snap share is there. 79, 75, 83% of snaps. Uh, grading pretty well. 68, 65, 83.9 overall the first three weeks. But the scoring just hasn't quite been there outside of week one when he scored 18.15 points by big three scoring. Followed that up with five and a quarter and 6.75. Addy, what is your panic level with your beloved Daniil Hunter? Uh, None at all. Yeah, I think I'm a zero. Yeah, I'm not worried about it. That's just the that's the nature of the position. Um, Yeah, we we have way too much evidence of uh, Daniil Hunter being a baller, you know, it's just a slow start and it happens. It happens all the time. Um, yeah, he's a great, he's a great buy low, I think. Yeah. Good time. This is a, a good point. I don't remember where I saw this recently, but it's just good kind of words of wisdom is this is, I think Boo Bam actually said it in his waiver wire article and it was a good reminder. This is about the time we're doing this segment, right? So people are starting to panic. If you identify these buy low candidates, might be a good time to send an offer to the frustrated manager out there. Yeah, for sure. I mean, unfortunately, if you're in a league like MFL or even RSO, no, I think he's listed as a linebacker, which is such a bummer. It is. It is. But yeah, I mean, if he's if he's listed as an edge, a defensive end, sleeper, yeah, I mean, his value is still very much intact. Yeah, I think he's a. Yeah, see what see what people are wanting. I think you can get him for a second. You know, do you oh, want to yeah. do you want to spend a twenty three second? I don't think so. If I get him for a third, I think I do. I don't that. think you're getting him for a third. I don't I th- think so. I, I think, but I mean, you can maybe get him for um, what about a 24 second? Would you send that and be okay with that? Yeah, I think so. Because I could go get that 24 second back. Yeah, but yeah, that, that may be what you have to. That do. That feels about if right. You want a second? I think you're gonna have to have one from down the line. And even if you know, 
if you're in a league where it's already got your 20, 25 seconds out there. I mean, sometimes yeah. that's not a bad, you know, it's just there for you for later. You're, you're going to be happy when you get to get to that, and you're going to get to it, you know, yeah. hopefully. We might be dead. Hopefully you don't then. die. Yeah, like. Just don't die. You know, the world could end. You could not make it to then. But, yeah, Daniil Hunter, zero out of ten on the panic meter. This next guy, Addy, was one of your flag plants. So I'm curious if you're panicked at all. The Miami Dolphins, Jalen Phillips was the DL 16, but we have seen the scoring not quite living up to what we had hoped for. Week one, 3.75. Week two, one and a quarter. Week three did tick up nine points. The snaps have been pretty steady, right around 70%. Week one, 76. Week two, and 67. Week three, the grades have been... Uh, week one was not good, but week two, 74.9. Week three, 62.9. So grading all right the past two weeks. What's your panic level on Jalen Phillips, Addy? Yeah, sure. I'm a little concerned, especially since I did the flag plant. So that yeah. makes it a little worse. You always care a little more, right? Sure. But, um, you know, I'm I'm very I, – I, I love the snaps. I mean, you know, I don't think anyone thought he was going to be seeing close to 70% of the snaps, over 70% of the snaps, you know. I think most people would tell you that's a rotation there. and um, I think we should be victor- victory lapping the fact that we said he would lead the Miami edge rushers and snaps. Yeah, there we go. Because, I mean, a lot of people had this guy, like, as getting, you know, like being, like, third in snaps. Like, Van Ginkle was up yeah, there in snaps. That and, Ginkle and Ingram were going to keep him off the field. Yeah, and um, that just hasn't been the case. It's been Jalen Phillips leading the team in snaps. Now, is that going to continue? I still think so. I mean, just – let this guy work through whatever he's, 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 you know, going through. And he's had tough matchups to start. I mean, it's not, it's not been, uh, easy sledding to start. So I, I do, I do like Jalen Phillips as a bounce back. I think this is, you know, if, if you do believe this is a great time to get out there and buy just because, yeah, I think people will be, will be kind of concerned. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not too high. I, I'm, I'm encouraged by the snaps. I'm encouraged that he's, his grades have come up a little bit. This Dolphins team is winning, so I don't think they're going to be looking to change the formula. This is a young player that is – he's making plays. I mean, I was listening to Around the NFL today. They were recapping Dolphins' bills, and they talked about Agba and Jalen Phillips beating their one-on-one so quickly that it forced Josh Allen into a bad play. So I know – Phillips is out there playing well. Exactly, man. They've had tough matchups. I mean, just hit, you know, New New England week one, who Belichick's going to be very good at neutralizing what they're best at. Then they had Lamar Jackson week two. He's very slippery, hard to get a hold of. Then Josh Allen again, same yeah, thing. That's, I mean, those are, that's, a tough, that's a tough opening stretch. In so. my opinion, two of the top five teams in the Ravens and the Bills in your first three games. That's tough. And yeah. Miami's come out of that 3-0. and Yeah. How about that? Yeah, and three really smart quarterbacks that know how to get the ball out fast. And exactly. I mean, it's just it's just, uh, just be patient. I think good times are going to come. And then, you know, again, Phillips is that type where he can win you a week. I mean, the, when it does come, it's going to come in bunches. So Yeah, I'm higher on the panic meter than I am with Daniel Hunter, but still not very panicked yeah, on J1 Phillips. Especially not in Dynasty. Don't take it. Oh, God, no. Like, do not, I'm not concerned in Dynasty at all. Yeah, almost had a deal in place for Jalen Phillips. Nice. Uh, yeah, it was going to be Hollywood Brown and Jamal Williams for uh, Jalen Phillips, Nick Cross, and a couple of 2024 seconds, I think it was. Wow. That was me and Johnny Mack working this out. And uh, what's, what's Hollywood Brown's contract? Is it- expiring. Jamal Williams is expiring. But you'll have a chance to maybe extend. Yeah, you'll have a chance to extend in season. So 
I, I told John, I was like, you're saying of, I'm always willing to flip defense for offense was rattling around in my head. So I was like, I don't ah. like that. I love Hollywood. Yeah. I was like, and I think if you, if you have a chance to maybe extend Hollywood, I mean, if you can get him for, I think 15 per, yeah, that's a deal. That's a, absolutely a deal. So I think I'd pull the trigger on that. I would, so I would just wait to see what the contract is for Dylan him held on to Hollywood Brown dealt Jamal Williams, um, got back, I think a 2024 or 2023 third. Yeah. And got Peyton Turner as well. Yeah, that's solid. So that's not solid. bad. Although Even though Williams did see his value, I know boot, I, I did see Sig, uh, Sigmund Bloom today say that uh, Jamal Williams could very easily be this year's James Conner, and that absolutely crushed me because James Conner was a league winner last year, but he was expiring. Not a guy I'm going to extend. Well, Swift coming back, Sig. I'll say that. Yes, you need to pipe down a little bit. I'll, I'll say that. Don't pipe down next week, though, Sig. If y'all. Uh, I've forgotten we will be doing the special collaboration with football guys next week, Addy. Yeah. That's going to be a lot of fun. That's going to be a lunchtime pod on Tuesday, so it'll be out earlier in the day for folks. It's going to be a special episode of the IDP Blitz. We're going to be appearing in our feed and in the Audible feed, so make sure you're subscribed over there as well. Sig does like 15-minute IDP Blitz episodes every week with John Norton and Matt Schaff and Gary Davenport. So great rotating cast, very short episodes, hitting on some of the big talking points. But we're starting to put the notes together for that one. Going to be looking at some big questions around three down linebackers. Addy, the data has been pretty interesting as I've started to dig into it. Yeah, it's fun getting to, you know, have multiple weeks that we can kind of pull stuff, you know, from. So, exactly. Uh, yeah, that's going to be a can't miss episode obviously so. yeah so tune in it will be video and audio in both feeds so next up here Addy, on the list montez sweat taken as the dl 19 playing 73 85 and 71 percent of snaps but not scoring super well 13.75 six and a half and two uh, grades have been very solid averaging right around a 70 overall defensive grade for pff What's your concern level for Montez Sweat? Yeah, I mean, same. I'm not really concerned. I mean, are you higher or lower panic meter for Montez Sweat or Jalen Phillips? Well, I like I like Jalen Phillips upside more. So I, I mean, I, I guess Montez Sweat. Yeah, you're a little more panicked about Sweat. Yeah, I'd say so. If I if I had if I had any sweat shares, I would probably be a little scared. You'd be sweating it. Hey, I think Josh Sweat is the sweaty bro that you want right now. Yeah, right? I think so. Yeah, he's he's had he's a been nice, great. He's that that Eagles team is ferocious, and I do think they wanted to absolutely whip Carson Wentz's ass being back they playing did, Philadelphia, they and did. they got after him. They destroyed that team. Yeah, that front is insane. All the I was looking at uh, kind of the usage for that for that group, and man, they. All those defensive tackles, those interior linemen, they all playing like pretty evenly. I mean, yeah. they're, they're playing Milton Williams, they're playing Fletcher Cox, they're playing Jordan Davis. Jordan Davis is getting the least amount, um, and then obviously Hargrave's leading the way, but not by much. I think he's only like fifty three percent. So I mean, that's those, just those a boys group of ass kickers, dude. And yeah, what a what a what a unit. Yeah, I'm a little more. I, I think I'm with you. I'm a little more worried on Sweat because Sweat was a guy that I think we had some influence here in. Uh, Let's see, where was, yeah, Jalen Phillips was getting drafted ahead of Montez Sweat on average uh, in these best balls that we did. I guess, like you said, for the big play upside, those boom games with Jalen Phillips. Uh, but I think you kind of expected that 
with Phillips going into it. exactly. Kind of new. I mean, this and again, this is a it's going to be year. up and down. It was you know, it was a it was much more of a shot with Jalen Phillips, whereas Montez Sweat is kind of this is what year four for him. Mm-hmm. We've seen plenty of production, and he's been pretty consistent for the most part. He's not usually someone that has just monster weeks. He's he's just pretty steady. Um, so yeah, it's it's. It's a little concerning. He does get Chase Young coming back at some some point, so maybe that will take some pressure off of him. I mean, the, you know, offensive lines can kind of focus on him a little more. Um, but, I mean, he's got good help around him. I mean, Deron Payne's crushing it. Jonathan Allen, one of the best defensive tackles in the league. Um, I don't know. Are you are you concerned about Mr. Sweat? I don't know. It's, Montez? Um, yeah, the Montez version of the Sweaty Bros. Um, a little bit, just because I think – uh, he's sort of the Fred Warner equivalent on the defensive line for me of like, this is a, a a player that I think gets drafted as a penciled in DL one. And in my mind, he's a high end DL two with DL one upside. So I think if you were expecting that, if you were expecting consistent DL one numbers, yes, you have reason to be panicked. But if you, Took him as your DL two, not panicked at all. And yeah, same same thing. I fully expect him to to bounce back again. A lot of with these edge guys, it's gonna just that's just the way it goes. It's I mean, just it's gonna be up and down. Yeah, and then they're just you know, unfortunately for them, it's they're having the bad game cheer to start. Yeah, so we it stings more because that's all we have to go off of, right? So next up here, Eddie, this is a player that I have seen legitimate. Should I drop this guy? Questions about. New Orleans Saints, carb face himself, Marcus Davenport, was going off as DL22. He has been playing uh, around about like probably 55 to 60% of snaps on average, uh, 60% week one, 58% week two, 49% uh, week three, grading around a 60 overall defensive grade. But boy, the scoring has been super ugly. One and a half week one four in week two and 1.25. Addy, what are we supposed to do with Marcus Davenport? Yeah, again, it's it's, it's not but, the start we want. Yeah, you know? I'm I'm a little panicked about Marcus Davenport. And we know all the stuff in the offseason with like he had he lost uh, a portion of his pinky finger and then he had yeah, his, he the shoulder surgery, I believe. Um and so yeah, it's maybe that is cause for the slow start, but you know, for the most part he still is Doing okay. I mean, for the pressures, we're looking at pressures. He's put up six pressures on sixty-three uh, pass rush snaps. So I mean, that's that's pretty solid. Sixty-four point two PFF grade, uh, like you mentioned. But yeah, it's um, it's not what you want. I mean, yeah, it's it's, and people are already kind of like not big fans of Davenport anyway. You know, Davenport's one of those guys like. Only a handful of people seem to really care for this guy. Like, you know, I think he's just one of those that's been that's burned us in the past, especially with the first round. Exactly. Like he Davenport, the way he started off his career, like his first two, three years, he he couldn't stay healthy and he he would flash. But again, he could never stay healthy. Last year, he put it together more than he ever has. But again, he got hurt. Yep. And this year, you know, the slow start. And when he and when he starts off slow, because you're expecting you are expecting him to miss some games. So it's it's. Um, when he is out there, you expect him to perform and you need him to perform. So well, it's not a good look. And here's what worries me too. And this uh, speaks to something Boobam mentioned in his waiver wire article. The defensive end playing the second most snaps behind Cameron Jordan, 
who's sitting at a very nice 80.3, is Shy Tuttle at 62.56% of snaps. So that's what has me worried. I'm at about a five with Marcus Davenport because this is not, this is no bueno. Like I can handle a couple five, six point games to start the year, but boy, you're not even cracking two points. Well, I think Tuttle's interior though. So I mean, whatever. Yeah, they've got him. Uh, yeah, they got him as a D tackle. You're right, but so he's he's second most in in edge snaps. But yeah, that's uh, woo. So we're, we're give me a number. What's your number here? I was um, a zero on Hunter, probably like um, a two on Jalen Phillips, a three on Sweat, and probably like a five on Davenport. Yeah, I'd say the most on Davenport for sure. And it's you know kind of surprising just because I mean he isn't a he isn't a uh, Surprising. This could turn around very easily. Yeah. Uh, it, well, you almost had the contract to your thing. It is the contract. Which is why year. I thought we'd see him. Yeah. You know, you'd like to say get off to a big start, but like it's a long season for yeah, these man, guys. We man. got 14 games left. I'm not dropping Marcus Davenport. Am I maybe sitting him down if I've got better options? Yes. Yep. I bet the. Because uh, the snaps really haven't been there, man. I yeah. mean, the last two weeks, you're looking at. Uh, fifty-eight and forty-nine percent of snaps. I bet he. I bet he will get dropped. I'd say there's a lot of people on this list, this list will get dropped. I mean, Josie Jewell was dropped, I think, in quite a few leagues, which is just, folks, we be better. We can't be if, doing if you, this. If you did that out there after listening to the show, I don't know what to tell you. Have you not been listening? <laughs> uh, we tried to educate you. All right. Woo. Next up here on the list, Addy, our fifth and final defensive lineman, Chandler Jones. Average ADP of defensive lineman 24, playing 90% of snaps the first two weeks, a very nice 69% of snaps in week three. Not grading the best and not scoring the best either. Seven and a half, seven point two five, and two point seven five in week three, Addy. How are you feeling about Chandler Jones? Pretty worried, you know. I'd say about seven or eight. Oh boy! Just because there's a chance that he's washed, you know. Oh man, you think he might be washed? I don't. I no. I think he's gonna have some monster weeks. Just because, I mean, he's got you know he can he can clean up some of uh, Mad Max's uh, madness, dude. What? What? Mad Max? <laughs> Mad Max and his madness, dude. Oh, that got show. He right? gets to clean that up, dude. Yeah, dude. But I don't know, man. I mean. Um, I think Chandler Jones is going to be fine. But, yeah, there is a part of me that's like, he is 32. Yes. 33. He didn't put uh, together the best year, you know, in Arizona. Um, and if that team is bad in Las Vegas, and we know they're 0-3 now, the only winless team in the AFC, and 0-3 teams historically yeah. do not make the playoffs. So, I had high hopes for the Raiders. I thought they were going to be pretty good. I thought that team was better than the team that made it in as a wild card last year. So, hey, why not ride have, with them again? They had a tough start. Not really. Who was it they played week one? They played, um, I think it was the... Did they play the Chargers? They played the Chargers week one. Chargers week one, but then you had uh, the Cardinals, who were absolutely dead on arrival. They oh, were up right. huge on the cards. That's right. And the and Titans. You get the Titans, who were coming in at 0-2, looking dead on arrival as well. So Both those teams were in must-win games. They were the defibrillator for those two dead-on-arrival teams, which is not what yeah, you want. Is that a loser-leaves-town match? What, the... Uh, that ma- Was that match? 
Yes, I think Nate Tice actually brought that up on Twitter, said it was a loser leaves town oh, match. Oh, really? Yeah, so I wish the Titans were the ones leaving town. That as was the, a Bill Simmons thing, I think. Yeah, I was going to say, that's been a thing for a while. But, we're going to um, have to cancel you, Nate. Sorry, Nate. <laughs> Friend of the show, not for long. So I, I really didn't have a good feel on Chandler Jones because I really only roster him, I, I think, in um, – I think in best ball, Mm -hmm. so I'm not worried if he's not having the big games because he's not in my lineup. But, um, oh, man, you think he might be washed. This is kind of throwing me. I mean, maybe. The pressure rate hasn't been that great the last few years. I mean, we use that that, uh, to evaluate, you know, pass rushers a lot. How well are these guys playing? Yeah, and, I mean, he, he hasn't really been on par with some of the other elite guys that we like. So, yeah. It is concerning. I mean, I ha- I paid him a lot of money this offseason in our RSO league. That you did. Defensive end in there. So, I mean, yeah, I am, I'm a little concerned, but, you know. You and the Raiders we, might both be concerned. We can't, we, you can't sell, I don't think. If you're a contender, you're not selling. Um, and also, like, what are you going to get for him at this point? Like, someone can come give you a four, like a, a, a fourth-round pick. At that point, you just sit on him. If yeah, just can, sit. If someone's going to give you a third, sure. I'll go yeah, and just, Absolutely. But again, I guess You're, it all depends on kind of how your room is. My situation in in that RSO league, my ass is thin. I got Jerry Hughes, which looks like that's going to be a godsend. But it's it was it was uh, Chandler Jones and Gross Matos as my uh-oh. other defensive end. So oh yeets, big yeets. Jerry Hughes stepping <laughs> come, right in. Come on in, Jerry Hughes. Right into the defensive end one role. So, come on in. Love to see it. Veteran leadership on that team. But speaking of speaking of pressure rates, I mean Jerry Hughes, someone that has had a very even though we saw him in limited action in the last few years, very good pressure rate, and so you see it translating uh, in Houston now. He's got got his opportunity. Let's move, Addy, to everyone's favorite position, linebacker, and talk about some big names that have been underperforming at the linebacker position. And we're starting off with a heat-seeking missile here at number one, Jordan Brooks of the Seattle Seahawks. B-Wags, we know, out, out the building. Cody Barton has been playing pretty well for them alongside Jordan Brooks. Average ADP of LB5 has played 100% of snaps the first two weeks and 96% in week three, has graded as uh, graded okay, 64, 51, and 47 overall. But the scoring has been good. We're not saying the scoring has been bad. 14, 11.75, and then 9.75. But when Arn was putting this doc together, he said, you did not draft Jordan Brooks to get you like an average of like 10 points a game. Yep, And that's true. So, panic level on Jordan Brooks, Addy. Yeah, I think you should have some panic. I mean, I'd say probably uh, five or six. I mean, in redraft, you're stuck with him, you know. In Dynasty, the time to sell him was before the season started. Uh, Because I think he's not very good. I mean, he he was like the most targeted linebacker in the league last year. That should be a large clue to you that he's not good. Um, The grades also reflect that. I mean... Yeah, seems like nothing special. I mean, it's Seattle, you know. He's uh, yeah. I don't. I don't think this is this is what you want to see if you spend a a, a top five pick on a line, which is what you had to do. Yeah, top you know? five, LB five. Yeah. So, um, he's gonna be fine. He's gonna be solid. I mean, he's gonna be a guy that, uh, I think nine point seven five points. That's probably his floor. I'd say ten is probably like a safe floor. Yeah. 
But, but again, he, but he's going to max out at like twenty. Yeah, I was going to say twenty-five. If, he's not someone that gets a, does a lot of extra stuff. No, he's not someone. He's not. He's just be, a tackle monster. Yeah, he just gets a ton of tackles. So if if you, I think that again, it's context. Like we talked about, if you were drafting Montez Sweat to be your DL one, you're probably panicked because he's not going to be that. If you drafted Jordan Brooks to be a top five linebacker again, you were banking on something that really wasn't repeatable. I mean, this dude had an insane number of combined tackles last year that just is not something that's really repeatable. It, it, well, maybe it's repeatable, but it's not something that I necessarily want to bank on. He was just a great fade candidate because of how outrageous his tackle production was. So, yeah, I'm I'm not panicked because I, I'd never really – I wasn't trying to get him as that top five guy. If he was my LB1, that's fine. I don't know that I actually had him in any of those best balls that we did. So I guess that tells you how I feel about Jordan Brooks. Anytime it came to click the button on Brooks, I was like, no, I think I'll go somewhere else. Yeah. So panic level, I'm not panicked personally because I don't really have a lot of Brooks shares, but uh, I don't I don't know if you should be super panicked because – what, be yeah, what did too. you expect from this guy when you drafted him? Yeah, I mean – I think you should have drafted him knowing that he's probably going to regress a little bit. Yeah, you're going to get 10 to 20 points, like Addy yeah. said. Probably around like 12 and a half, 13 on average. And thus far, that's what he's done. Again, 184 combined tacklers last year. I mean, that's just not likely to, you know, you're not likely to repeat that. No, that's really hard to do. Number two on the list here, Addy, is one we mentioned earlier. I think the player we've seen the most, should I drop this guy questions about thus far through the season, is the LB7 from our best ball drafts, Fred Warner of the San Francisco 49ers, playing 100% of snaps on the season, but scoring 6.5, 2.75, and 11.25. Of course, grading really well, 66, 66, and 78 overall the first three weeks. Addy, baby, what is going on with Fred Warner? Talk to the people. Well, I mean, he's had bad matchups. You know, the week one game against Chicago, not good. Uh, I don't even remember who they played week two, but, I mean, last you know last night against Denver. God, what a terrible game that was. Just an awful game. Um, so, again, not a great start for him. But, you know, I think you got to be realistic when it comes to Fred Warner right now. I mean, he, he is a he's a linebacker two or three, and you – Probably shouldn't even feel that good if he's your linebacker two. I mean, you want him more as like your linebacker three. I want him as that kind of, yeah, LB3 flex consideration. Yeah. So, um, unfortunately, that's not the way you could have built your team this year. You know, you, you had to spend, you had to spend an LB1 pick to, to acquire him. Um, but hopefully you've got, you've been able to pick up better options. Like, again, like I'm in a situation where I have Josie Jewell, Drew, Tran- Drew Tranquil, and Michael Walker, who I've, I've picked up off waivers this off season, um, or through the through the uh, free agent auction, right? So I mean, I'm in a spot now where it's like I think I need to I think I needed to bench Fred Warner. Yes, because uh, you're starting Josie Jewell, you're starting Michael Walker, and then Drew Tranquil. Are I you mean, starting Tranquil over Fred Warner at this point? He, That's the 80, coin flip for 80%, me. Eighty percent. I know he's not a full time player, but eighty percent Tranquil is is better than a hundred percent Fred Warner. You know. There's going to be times where, you know, you can't just go straight up, oh, this guy's playing more. Well, I mean, if he ain't doing shit with the playing time, like, we got to address that. Um, So, yeah, I mean, Fred Warner, you're going to have to, 
You hope that he's gonna he's probably not gonna leave your lineup, so you're just gonna hope that um he goes off for you, and that's an awful place yeah, to be in. I, I don't. I, he's a seven or eight for me, man. I don't want him in my lineups at this point. Yeah. Just yeah. sit him down until things change, right? Because it's like, man, you got eleven and a quarter, and you're like, woohoo! Here we go. Like, what does that say? You talk about ten points being the floor for Brooks. What's the floor for Fred? And this isn't new. Two or three you points. Know, this isn't a new thing. I mean, he has he has had stretches where he's balled out for sure, and and had you know. He's always been streaky. You're also, right. also been a nice, uh, you know, a little side note for Fred, like a primetime player. Like if you look back at like this championship weeks, like week sixteen when it was uh, the lights are brightest, right? Week sixteen, you know, before we we went to seven, seventeen. Games. So that was championship week. Yeah, like last year, balled out, and he's done that every single year. Um, so I like that's a, that's a nice little. Thank we you. like Fred, the primetime player, if you make it to the champ. But yeah. how many Fred Warner managers are making it there? Yeah, it doesn't seem like hopefully a lot these days. Hopefully you're solid somewhere else. He's so, yeah. just too good. He's too, He's good, too for, good for IDP. Just like the old cornerback axiom of too good for IDP, Fred Warner might be too good for IDP. And the, the other linebackers, linebackers are like too bad. Yeah. Like Greenlaw's fine, but he's not He's not good as he's not as good as Fred Warner. No. Yeah, Kyle Fred's. Not even, can't even. Can't even wash his jock strip. That's right. I don't know where that exit came from, mate, but I loved it. Next up here, Addy, a player. I think we can all agree it's probably a 10 out of 10. I mean, let me get the drop back in here. It's called a panic room. I'm in the panic room, and Isaiah Simmons is in there with me. LB11. The snaps have been a horrifying roller coaster. This is like a roller coaster that veers down the hill and goes straight into the fiery depths of hell. 87% of snaps week one, 22% in week two, 33% in week three, scoring 3.75, six and a half, and 0. 0.75 points in Ooh. week number three. Yikes. You're not starting Isaiah Simmons. You're probably not rostering Isaiah Simmons. No, not in redraft. Not in redraft. Now it's not a it's not a complete 10 for me. It's a 9.5 because the Zaven Collins injury. Uh, yes. Is okay. A, Good point. a little crack, maybe. Maybe a little crack, but it could be Nick Vigil coming to say, slam it. It's just smashing Isaiah Simmons' face in the door. Yeah, a finger in there. Yeah, don't put your finger in the door, Isaiah Simmons, because Nick Vigil may be waiting on the other side, bud. So, um, yeah, what a bummer, man. It, it's uh, how things have turned very quickly for Isaiah Simmons and his outlook. I mean, you're not dropping him in Dynasty, of course. I'm, I'm waiting for a new team and maybe a new position. Yeah. Again, this, I said it on one of the last shows. This could be a Hassan Reddick situation. It's exactly what it is. Where we have him playing, you know, safety for the, you know, New York Giants or Jets or just pick X team that picks him up in free agency. And suddenly this guy is a top 15 IDP asset because he's finally playing the right position a la Hassan Reddick. It's a mess there in Arizona, dude. It is. I was looking at, here's the thing. I was, and I don't know why they maybe wouldn't think of Simmons unless they just don't think he can cut it. And maybe that's just the thing. Maybe he just can't cut it on the NFL field. I was, I'll be on the All 22 podcast tomorrow night, Addy. Oh, wow. We're doing the Versus series with the All 22 guys. They're basically matching up against some folks from around the fantasy football landscape. They've got the IDP show this week. I'll be on their show tomorrow night, 8 o'clock. Check it out. And uh, putting together the lineup. So we're basically matching lineups here of guys outside the top five of their ADP. And they were kind enough to let me have the first crack at the lineup. And I was looking at the team grades for 
PFF to see, well, what's a favorable matchup for my wide receivers, for my quarterback? Like, which team's pass coverage is just awful? Do you want to know who the 32nd ranked pass coverage team was, Addy? I sure do, Josh. It was the Arizona Cardinals. <laughs> and it wasn't just by a little bit. It was the Arizona Cardinals at 29.6, and the next closest team, the Seattle Seahawks, at 41.7. Yeah, that's bad. So that is a significant, significant gap. And so I don't know why Simmons maybe wouldn't get a crack at trying his hand at more of a safety slot corner kind of star role. Well, there's not a lot of, you know, there's there's good players there for them at, at you know, at it's those true. positions. Jalen Thompson, maybe Baker. Not the, maybe not in the star, but yeah, you're right. I mean, it is a, what's concerning is that um, there's just not a lot of talent, it seems on that team. And if you can't cut it there, you know, but Hassan Reddick couldn't cut it on some bad Cardinals team. Either. I, I have hope coaching is a, is a very real thing. It really is. And fit is a, is a very real thing. So, I mean, yeah, he just needs a fresh start. I think I'm not dropping him in dynasty, but no, you're not starting no. him anywhere at all. You just have to wait. You're going to have to yep. wait probably for a year two years. And if you got him on your taxi squad, you don't have to take up a roster spot, plug him in there. Are you, are you letting him go for a fourth? Or are you just going to hold him out? For a fourth, yeah, probably. Just let someone else deal with it. Exactly. Just let somebody else, especially if I don't, if I, if he has to hold a roster spot for me right now, yeah, right. I would be entertaining really, I mean, yeah, it'd have to be a fourth. I'm not just going to throw him away for like a fifth. Remember when everyone was so excited about him getting the DB uh, tag yeah. and sleeper? It's almost like kind of nice. Like, well, at least he had that for a second. Yeah, we had a moment there with Simmons. That before. was That seemed like that was the very best time to sell Isaiah Simmons. Yeah. It probably what was. A, what a long time ago that what was. What a long time ago it was. I mean, obviously not the best time to sell him, but the best time in the last year. Yeah. Now watch. We could be saying week eight, oh my God, Isaiah Simmons playing 90% of snaps and he's resurrected his career. I don't think that's going to happen. I think the Cardinals are very clearly telling us what they think of Isaiah Simmons, but things change. Injuries happen. The Cardinals could have their hand forced to play Simmons more. And maybe he does something with it. I'm holding out hope. Talented player, high draft pick, but we have to sit him down. He is but, in the panic room. Yeah, something just doesn't sniff right. You know, when that, yeah. that's a bad team, used high draft capital on that dude. It's just his, you know, third year. And it a, wasn't a player where they thought like a Cleveland Farrell, like, what's going on there? Why the Cardinals? Now they got much maligned because they thought, well, why are you drafting a linebacker that high? But the player you know, the profile and the outlook for this guy was really promising. Everyone it wasn't like a, a reach in terms of like, okay, if you wanted a linebacker there, that's a good pick. Everyone was like, oh, I love what Arizona Yeah, exactly. Starting to starting to fix the defense now. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah. and then they got Zayvon Collins. They got the two tall trees, and that defense is going to be stout. Ooh, we got mouth is watering. Yeah, the next Tampa Bay. Boy, that is quickly descended into hell. Kyle but, uh, can't stop playing Call of Duty. Exactly. Those double XP weekends just absolutely killing his playbook study. So, you know, as soon as that clause got through out, he took that iPad and just chucked it out the window. Oh, yeah. Driving was... home to play Call of Duty. Let's talk about the next guy here, our mulleted hero for the Washington Commandas, Cole Holcomb. LB17, playing 100% of snaps in week one and two, 91% in week three. Scoring 4.75 week one, nine in week two, and 15 and a quarter in week three. Addy, I'm not concerned about Cole Holcomb. The snaps are there. And yeah, maybe the score isn't what you want week to week, 
But he's sort of like Jordan Brooks to me. He's going to be squarely in that 10 to 20 range. Yep. He was being drafted as an LB2. I'm at like a zero for Cole Holcomb. Yeah, same. Really no concern. Not worried at all. Now, I mean, what's behind him is uh, Jamin Davis. Jamin Davis did have a really nice week. And he, the snaps were back up, which yep. was nice. So I think Jamin may be putting it together a little bit. Yeah. But that doesn't dampen my enthusiasm for Cole Holcomb. No. Especially for, again, I was I was proud of the drafters here taking him at LB7. Uh, LB17. That feels like... Honestly, kind of a steal for yeah, that's fair. That's a linebacker fair. that has, you know, top 15 upside if he stays healthy. Yeah. So, I like that a lot. We are not worried about Cole Holcomb, but Addy, what about this next guy here? Shaq Thompson, LB23. So, again, you got a pretty nice discount on a guy that had, you know, uh, top 15 upside. But the snaps, the snaps have been very up and down. That's been the story for me with Frankie Louvu as the leading snap getter in that linebacking core. Shaq Thompson has seen 75% of snaps week one. You're like, oh no, what's going on? Week two, up to 92. So you're like, all right, we're back, baby. And then week three, 74% of snaps. The scoring has sort of reflected the snap share. Week one, 7.5. Week two, 10.5. That was his highest snap total. And then week three, nine points. Panic level on Shaq Thompson, Addy. Five. I was going to say, it's it's pretty high for me just because it looks like Frankie Louvu is the preferred linebacker there. Yeah, he's someone that I really don't feel comfortable starting anymore. Yep. Um, yeah, I just I would hope I have better options than Shaq Thompson. I mean, I have Shaq Thompson on a few rosters, and maybe I'll start him in leagues where you start like five, you know? Yep. I have leagues like that. If you're starting, if you're in a three linebacker league, which is predominantly what we play in, I don't think he's cracking my top three. Right. Yeah. At least I'm hoping. I, I hope I'm not in a situation yeah. where I've got to start Shaq yeah. Thompson. Yeah. He's outside of like the top 36 linebackers at this point, I think. Yeah. What's what happened there? I mean, we heard whispers about Luvu, but man, he just, yeah, just, just lost his job. I mean, he didn't lose his job. He's out there. You know, did he lose? I mean, I guess he lost the, the LB one tag, yeah, but he still is. I mean, what, looking at the snaps, he's still playing almost what 80 percent of the snaps, something like that, yeah. So I mean, that's still very solid. That's close to full time, but not quite eighty five percent of snaps. We're going to talk about this next he's week an LB a lot. Three, but, three, four now. Yes, with, if he's going to be getting those snaps where he was an LB two three. I mean, even you know, Shaq Thompson was a little frustrating to, to yes to roster very streaky as well. So let's just stay in Carolina, Addy, as we move to DB. This is a player we have talked about a lot this offseason, and the chatter continues here. The DB2, Jeremy Chin, has played 100% of snaps, but until this past week, the scoring was not quite there. 7.75 week one, five and a quarter week two, redeems himself 28.1. In week three, the grades have been a little hot and cold, 49 in week one, 43 in week three, and 62 in week two. You have talked a lot this offseason about Jeremy Chin, so I will cede the floor to you. I feel like you're not panicked because you had a different outlook on Chin than probably most of the IDP community. Yeah, no panic. I think you just, I mean, this is about what you should expect from him. I mean, really, that's kind of what he's been. He's been a guy that has pretty average weeks, and he has these explosion games. Um, and he does, you know, he'll have two or three of those a year. Um, but, yeah, I mean, with the usage flipping now where he's playing, 
he's playing a lot more deep than he, than he was uh, the last two years. I mean, that's not going to be good for his for his tackling. Um, so yeah, uh, are you panicked about Jeremy Chen? I'm not. I mean, I'm not. I mean, he's you're not st- taking him out of your lineups. No, exactly. He's still he's still a really solid safety option. He still is a he's a he's a top fifteen. Right, I just think he's more in that ten to fifteen range than he is that one to three range, which yeah. he was being drafted at. Yeah, the panic level for me is always: is this guy concerning me to the point where I'm going to take him out of the lineup? Mm-hmm. And the answer is no, for Jeremy Chen. Yep, he's he's getting the snap. He's playing a hundred percent of snaps. Yeah, you don't take that guy out. Now, was he a good sell in Dynasty? Hell yeah! But for redraft purposes, you're starting this guy. And I don't think that's changing unless we see the snaps for whatever reason start to dip. But I don't anticipate that. I don't anticipate a Frankie Louvu situation where suddenly Jeremy Chin's losing snaps to some guy we've never heard of. Yeah. So as long as he's out there getting 100% of snaps, you're starting Jeremy Chin. We mentioned the Cardinals situation. Addy, the DB3, Buda Baker, has been okay to start the season. 93% of snaps week one, 100% in week two and three. He is uh, grading pretty well, about a 62 on average. The points have been okay, 13 and a quarter week one, nine points week two, 12.5 week three. Any panic on Buda Baker? No. No, this is what he does. I mean, he's – and also these are these are very solid weeks for a defensive back. I mean, 13 and a quarter, nine, 12 and a half. I mean, sign me up for that all day long, especially with, you know, kind of how – much of a trash can defensive back is right now. I mean, Boy, it's rough. It is hard out here for some pimps. I, I started the year in, in our RSO league. that That's our favorite league. But I started the year with Jamal Adams, Jordan Poyer, Harrison Smith. I have Jordan Whitehead, who ha- hasn't really lived up to expectations yet. Logan Ryan. So, you know, going to the year, I'm like, oh, my God. My I'm so safety. loaded. I am loaded here. This is not a concern. I was, like, putting all these guys on the block. Someone, please come yes, get a safety. come buy a safety from me. <laughs> I'll give you a good deal. Yeah. Thank God I didn't trade any of those guys, man, because, like, I really I, – you're, you're, you're deep until you're not. I mean, and, and – um, Depth can thin out pretty quickly, especially if guys are underperforming. Yes, for sure. And I'm dealing with that right now. But, I mean – yeah, Buda Baker. I mean, the, the you can't complain about these weeks. I mean, yeah, this looks good. Yeah, this, this is zero percent panic for me. Um, because yeah, it is. It's gross out here for safety right now. And think about what's what's going on in Arizona. I mean, you got they don't know what the hell they're doing there, linebacker. And anyway, all the options at linebacker are, are awful, complete butt. <laughs> they're all bad, utter butt. So I mean, you got Buda Baker and you got Jalen Thompson both going to be soaking up tackles because they actually know how to tackle and play defense. Um, and it's going to be good things. And I think I expect a, a pretty good year for Buddha. So don't do anything dumb. I, I think he's, he's a, he's a buy like most people on this list. I mean, if, if, if there's any concern, I think you should be go in, scoop him up. Yeah. Would you rather have, would you, if you were safety needy and both managers of Buddha Baker and Jeremy Chin, let's say redraft were frustrated and you had the opportunity to acquire one of those two players, Buddha Baker, 100%. I think I'm going Buddha as well. Yeah. I mean, you saw you saw kind of he's a little. I thought like he's more consistent than Chin at this point, but he will have his boom weeks. He'll yeah. have his weeks where he gets a pick and a and a sack in the in the same game. You know, he'll have a thirty point game, but Chin is just you know, he's he's the 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 valleys are are very 
down there. Yeah. Cut the, that out. The, the, yeah, cut that out. No, Addy. You know I don't. I'm not doing any post production on this thing. The valleys are low. I get what you're saying. Like the floor is, as Jordan famously said, the ceiling is the roof. Uh, yeah. What could the floor be? The floor could yeah. be uh, the basement. You're down there. It's in the panic room. It's in the panic but room. Yeah, don't panic sure. about Buda Baker, man. He's, He's good. He's amazing. Let's move to the Indianapolis Colts, a team that I was panicked about until. We miraculously pulled off um, a game that I think the Chiefs probably win 97 times out of 100. But we managed to pull it out. We're 1-1-1, one, one, and one, which makes me want to barf. I absolutely abolished ties in the oh, NFL. Wow. How cool is that? 1-1-1. One, one, and one. So that's not fun, not cool. Don't like it at all. But the IDP assets on this team have been, outside of maybe Bobby Okereke, been pretty bad thus far. Shaq Leonard, please, God, come back sometime soon. But Kenny Moore, Addy. Now, this is important. This was in Sleeper we pulled this uh, ADP from. He was going as DB13. So let's speak to both the cornerback required leagues and leagues where he's designated as a DB, playing 100% of snaps the first two weeks and 97% in week three, eight and a quarter, 5.75, and six and a half in week three. Now, I think in cornerback-required leagues, you're not really worried at all. That's fairly solid for CB-required leagues. Anytime I get more than, like, five points from a CB, I'm like, all right, I'll I'll, I'll take that. That's fine. (laughs) But DB-required leagues, I mean, this isn't isn't really cutting it, I don't think. No, I think you definitely should be panicked. I mean, on a scale of 1 to 10, probably a 6, 7, you know, something like that, just because, I mean, the – the scheme's different now, you know. the uh, The DC is in Chicago, the you know that was there during all of Kenny right. Moore's success. Matt Eberflus, right? He's he moved on to Chicago. And freaking and- Gus Bradley! I'm telling you, man, if this cold season starts to swirl down the toilet, Gus Bradley's going to be the <laughs> sacrificial lamb. I'm just telling you right now, the man is not good. So yeah, I think that yeah, I mean, if you're expecting, you know, the same old Kenny Moore from the last four years, pretty much. It may not happen. This is what you may be saying to yourself. Betrayal. (laughs) You may be feeling betrayed. That's one of the best drops ever. A lot of good memories attached to that drop. I saw where Halo 3 turned 15. 15 for Halo 3? Are you serious? Is Is that the best of the Halos? It's pretty good, man. I think it's hard to beat. That campaign's fantastic. The co op is great. Because they did, they introduced co op in two. And then Halo 3, I think, is where they really dialed it in and understood. Yeah, they, what were, the in their, they were in their zone yeah. with that one. Yeah. Uh, the new one was really good. I really enjoyed that. Have you gotten on with us at all? Not lately. Yeah, I mean, we for, need to get back on. But for a stretch, yeah, we were playing it like every week. Dude. Yeah, that's right. It's been so long. I love it. It's um, the I love how the games are free now. That's right. Well, Halo Infinite is to play online. Yes, yes. That's their thing because uh, my cousin and I, we've been playing. Which Ge- is all I do. I don't the, care yeah, about the campaign. The, the Gears of War, that you have to pay for that. Because I was yeah. like, oh, yeah, everything's free now. Sweet. And then it was like going to play Gears of War online. And it's like, no, sorry, you got to pay like 15 bucks a month or whatever this thing is now. Yeah. Not great, Bob. No. But I love that Halo Infinite is free. Yeah. And they, like, I guess like Fortnite is. Or, I don't know. Yeah. There are a few games that are but free it seems to play like online. A, is that a thing now? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. That's a good question. They get you in there and then they want you to buy all the, yeah, the yeah. extra content. Yeah. Buy all the loot boxes or whatever. No, thank mm-hmm. you. But speaking of loot boxes, we're I, on to your video games. Yeah, we know what you got going on there, uh, Fortnite and Halo. Yeah, so Kenny Moore, CB required, fine. Not looking at him as like a top three CB anymore necessarily. 
Uh, but yeah. DB leagues, uh, probably setting this guy down. Yeah. And Kenny Moore, I mean, he's, he's, you know, he is probably flying down the dynasty ranks too, just cause I mean, he is getting up there in age and you're just like, there's no reason to really rank a cornerback this high. Yeah. You know, I heard him talking up Legereus Sneed on the athletic football show. Now, Legereus Sneed. Good Lord, Legereus. <laughs> He's having himself. I mean, he, I think it was him, put the whammy on Matt Ryan, made him fly backwards, feet were up over his head, ball yeah. was flying out. I mean, Matt Ryan has looked a hundred years old in these games. I yeah. don't watch a lot of, I didn't watch a lot of Matt Ryan before he was the Colts quarterback. I think I'm worried Matt Ryan may be washed up. Yeah. I think this dude may be cooked. I mean, I was I was tweeting out, like, is it Sam Ellinger time? The main reason why is because our offensive line may be the worst in the league right now. You think so? It's a bottom five unit. Wow. And so my thinking is Matt yeah, congrats Ryan. Congrats on beating the Chiefs. What the hell? Dude, I'm telling you, watch the game. One of the flukiest wins you'll ever see. The uh, Chiefs, they miss an extra point. They miss a field goal. Uh, they go for a fake field goal on, like, fourth and ten and don't get it. Um, and they were driving to win the game. The, the defense just made a really nice play. Chris Jones, the game is over. Chris Jones starts John with Matt Ryan. They get a 15-yard penalty. First down, drive continues, Colts score, and wow. go up. So, like like I said, the Chiefs probably win that game 97 times out of 100. Just so happened that Sunday was one of the three times that the Colts win it. Man. So, yeah, not uh, – boy. And Matt Ryan, he he can't run. He may be the slowest quarterback in the league. Like, those legs are looking like he's got concrete shoes on. I would love to see that race, like Matt Ryan versus Tom Brady. Oh, God. I think Brady may have him. I mean, I saw Brady scramble, broke the knee brace, looked looked faster than Matt Ryan, man. I mean, it's like I've never seen anything like it. But <laughs> Matt Ryan can't throw on the – he doesn't have time to throw downfield, so I don't know if he can throw further than 30 yards. He can't throw on the run because he can't run. He literally can't <laughs> run, folks. And so the only reason I'm saying, hey, maybe Ellinger gives us a little juice here is because Ellinger can run around. The dude's like mad athletic. Yeah. So it may get to that point later in the season. But, yeah, that team that team stinks. That team That's just straight up stinks. Now, they may still win the AFC South. But the Jags so. are looking Jags. looking really good. It's amazing what kind of difference coaching makes, Addy. I know. I know. And especially good coaching. Doug Peterson's not like some unproven Jim Tom Sula wannabe up there. Like, this guy is a Super Bowl winning coach. Yeah, you know? they're lucky they got him, man. They're lucky they were able to get out of that situation the way they were. Yeah. I mean, that was just last year. I mean, yeah. What a what a difference a year makes. How sad is your college football fan base if you are chanting Urban Meyer's name when he's on set like the Nebraska fans did? Did you did you see the the Twitter clips of this? Like no, Nebraska it's... fired its coach Scott Frost, and they're already wanting. They're to... chanting for Urban Meyer. Bring wow. us. It's like guys, what an awful look. Did you all happen to tune into the NFL at all last year? I was talking uh, with someone I work with about that today. Like, I don't think Urban will ever get a job again. Oh, he absolutely will. But some of these colleges and universities, man, are so just desperate to what? get excitement back into the fan base. They'll do it. Oh, they absolutely will do it. You but just wait. Saying, so Urban Meyer was on like a college game day set yes, or something. Yes, and they were literally. He had to like turn around and like think. Like, it was like it was like it was like presidential like parade or something and they were like yelling for him and chanting for him 
Man, if I was Urban Meyer, like the last place I would, would want to be is in the spotlight. Like I, I would imagine, like saying, like I, I would, his wife and family probably want him not in the spotlight either, right? Do they want him in the house though? Maybe they want him on a college maybe, sideline. Maybe, maybe so, but at I mean, this point, I feel like y'all would just uh, try and go away. He's got plenty of money. Just go away. Dude. Even Fox dump news dumped his rehiring on like a Friday so that no one would hopefully bring it up because they knew how bad of a look it was to bring him back. Oh, so Fox hired him. Yes, he's back with Fox I thought he was just like a guest on the show. No, no, he's back as an analyst, like a pregame analyst for Fox. Oh, it's Fox. It's Fox for you. Yes, it hasn't changed in 20 years. They still got the robot out there dancing for their NFL coverage. That is Fox. Next DB on the list, Addy, is Kyle Hamilton, the Baltimore Ravens rookie safety. This is why I think you have reason to panic was because for some reason, now, we're all excited about Kyle Hamilton and Dynasty. We love Ham. He's a top Dynasty asset at safety. But for redraft, what were we doing making him the DB14 in these drafts? These were redraft drafts that we were doing. Now, they were best balls, so maybe you could say, oh, I'm swinging for upside if this guy's a playmaker. But you can't make plays, Addy, when you're playing 50% of snaps, 54% of snaps, 24% of snaps, getting 3.75, 7.5, and 7.25. That's honestly more points than I thought yeah. that Kyle Hamilton was going to be scoring. But we're not we're not starting Kyle Hamilton, are we? No, we're dropping him in redraft. Yeah. I mean, and he'll be on speed dial if something were to happen to Cut Clark or uh, Marcus Williams, who, by the way, looking like a must-start. I'm telling Marcus you, man. Williams, I mean, it's another solid week. Yeah. You know? I mean, so I, th- I think that we've gotten three weeks of it. I mean, Marcus Williams is the safety you want there. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, Chuck Clark is going to is a, is a fine fill-in for you. I mean, he's he's playing the box role, and the tackle numbers are, should be solid for him week to week. So, uh, but, yeah, Kyle Hamilton, we're, we're, we're cutting him loose. And that, that happens, you know. It's – is it um, – I appreciate the people that took the shots. I mean, we, yeah, for that, sure. That's the way it goes. I mean, we did it last year with Zavin and didn't work out uh, and you move on quickly. Right. I mean, it's, you know, now and you're done with it. It's okay. That's right. You took the shot. It didn't work out. That's like Isaiah Simmons. You just cut bait and it's okay. It's okay to take the shot to see what happens. I'm not, I wasn't panicked about Kyle Hamilton cause I'm not starting Kyle Hamilton yeah. anywhere. The coaches told us it was Marcus Williams and it was cut Clark. So if you were starting Hamilton, you were trying to do this sort of Zaven Collins voodoo where it was like from last year it was like, well, maybe the coaches are lying to us and they're going to roll out Kyle Hamilton in like a 90% snap share. Yeah. You were trying to galaxy brain this thing and it hasn't worked out. So I never had a worry about Kyle Hamilton because I didn't view him as a guy you were starting. But if he's in your starting lineups, you got to get that out of there and get a safety playing, you know, 75, 80% of snaps at a minimum in his place. Do you have any Kyle Hamilton shares in redraft? In redraft? Um, I'm mm, no, no, I don't think same, I did because he was here. going as DB 14. Exactly right. I'll throw a dart at like DB 38 or something, but yep. 14, no, sir. Yeah, exactly. Like you have like Nick Cross. I'm yeah. Sure. You have yes, some, I have a lot of Nick Cross. You have some Brisker, I bet. Yep. But love, yeah, the, love Brisker. The Kyle Hamilton ADP was just too much, um, too early, too high, too early. So, uh, are we scared in dynasty? No, no, absolutely not. I, I still think this guy 
is is probably deserving of being like a top six safety. Yeah. I mean, I think that, yep. you know everything we like about prospects and 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 all that stuff. He he's got it all. So he checks all the boxes. So yeah, I, just be patient. I mean, this is a good chance to get out there and buy again. That's right. So I wanted to bring up Marcus Williams just quickly. You mentioned it. Twenty seven point three week one, thirty one week two, twelve point seven five week number three. So just. Playing really well there, man. Roll them out there. I think you just roll them out until the wheels fall off, but I think this is a good player that the Ravens paid handsomely. Uh, like Addy said, Kyle Hamilton comes back onto the radar if something happens to one of these two guys, but for now, I think you have to cut bait and move on. Speaking of bait, I didn't even plan this. Jesse Bates has the oh. safety five here that we're talking about. DB 16 playing about 100% of the snaps, 97, 98, 100 uh, the grades have been okay, uh, 69.9, 48.2, 61.7. Uh, but the scoring until this last week, Addy was in was in bad shape. It was down bad. Two points in week one, 3.75 week two. Week three, 13.35. Panic level with Jesse Bates? Yeah, I mean, pretty panic. He's not someone that I want to have as a, start, as a uh, starting safety for me. You know, I just don't like the way he gets his points. I mean, two points, 3.75, 13.35. He'll have some spike weeks, but, yeah, it's a, it's a very low floor. So, no thank you. If someone's wanting to buy on the name value in the in the past, sure. But, I mean, I don't think you're going to have a lot of suitors out there. So, yeah, I'd be panicked. I'd be looking for better options. Um, but you probably aren't going to find them. You know, yeah. I mean, at a certain point, it's like, well, I'll just take the chance that Jesse Bates makes a play. You know, because I mean, you're looking at the waiver wires. Waiver wires are pretty disgusting. Yeah. So so far this season, he has had uh, two tackles, three tackles, three tackles. What saved him this week? An interception. Yeah. So, man, are you keeping him in your lineup? I guess if you don't have better options, if your waiver wire is as gross as ours, maybe. Yeah. And you just hope he makes a play. But, God, that's not uh, Shaq, like Shaq Thompson. That's not a guy I want to be putting in my lineup. I'm, no, da- I'm down bad if I have to keep plugging in Jesse Bates. Same. But, you know, the, all the clues were there for Jesse Bates. I mean, hopefully, you know, you don't have – because, for one, we didn't know that Jesse Bates was going to even – I mean, we we assumed he would. But there was a lot of chatter. Like, people yeah. didn't act like, you know, act like that he wasn't going to play this year. Oh, Dax Hill. Dax yeah. Hill had a moment there. Right. That was your, like, two days to sell Dax Hill. But, you know, maybe is Jesse Bates maybe playing uninspired ball right now? Probably. I mean, I think he realizes that his time is coming to an end, and I don't think he was happy with being tagged. That was very foreboding. His time is coming to an end. (laughs) The Grim Reaper's at his door. I mean, in Cincinnati. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Yeah, his his days are numbered in Cincinnati. He will be elsewhere. I'm sure he has that in in mind. He's, He's... also probably wanting to protect himself so he can get another big payday because, again, this guy does – he grades really well on PFF. I think most people view this guy as a real um, – as a good, real NFL safety. Um, Could this be a honey badger situation? Yeah, sure. Kind of sees that the writing's on the wall, probably not going to re-sign with this team in the offseason, going to protect myself. I mean, I was hearing another podcast talking about honey badger was making some business decisions – there at the end of the season with the team that was really good, that had Super Bowl aspirations. What happens if this Bengals team with the Super Bowl hangover just kind of flames out and goes like 7-10? and 10? Very well could, man. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't think Jesse Bates is going to be one of the guys that's really all in 
on that team. Just because they're not all in on him. Exactly right. So why would you be? Yep. Can't blame him at all. He's he's thinking in the future. It's called a panic room. So there you go, folks. The panic room segment. Addy, there was uh, that you was seen good the movie with Jodie Foster. It was a long time ago, but I remember it being. I mean, I, I was pretty panicked. Oh, my heart it. was pounding. It was a good one, very good. So, would you build a panic room in your house if you could? Money was no object. I guess, oh, for sure, yeah. Right. I'd build every room. Every room. All the rooms. Every room in my house would be hidden behind a bookshelf. It's like, why does Josh have eight bookshelves in his house? Yeah, but we'd so have all the it rooms all. are. We'd have uh, the basketball court. We'd have a, uh, you know, a putt putt. Putt putt room. We'd a sex have, dungeon. Sure. So why not? Sure. Throw it in there. We'd have our podcast room. Then we'd have a podcast studio that's right. not, a, not a shed. Yeah, we'd have it all. We'd have it we'd all. have all we need. Well, we got all we need on this episode, folks. We hope that you all have enjoyed. Hey, we're getting out of here pretty quick tonight. Hour 19. Look at us. Don't panic too much, folks. It's all going to be okay. I think for the most part, there wasn't too many people we were really scared. Well, of. I was going to say, it was a nice mix because most of the guys, not too panicked. But there were some that we needed to bring up. Yeah. The Simmonses. And the Kyle Hamiltons of the world, Your where it's edge like guys are the ones that you yes. should be just relax. That could easily flip around, you know, next week. Edge is very up and down. Yeah. So don't get too stressed out about any of those players. But I'm glad we brought them up because I think there was legitimate cause for concern on some of these guys. Yep. So, Addy, I'm going to give you the solo cam here as we go out. Tell the good folks uh, about the dynasty ranks. Yeah. You've been in there working. Dynasty ranks, they are they're almost finished, folks. I mean, they for the most part they really are. I'm just adding in some more details and, and you know, tighten them up and all that stuff. But That's yeah, right. I mean, we're we're looking at at least two hundred and twenty five different players in mm. here with just Mm-mm-mm. massive amounts of info. We got, you know, trade value, forty times, speed scores, college. scores, college notes when and college production, uh college stats, um, We've got we've got a little bit of everything in here, so uh, real good stuff. Come take a look. Come come be a subscriber. Yeah, come through flicking on that candy paint. Absolutely, you have to come get you a paid sub. And like Addy said, you want to just pay the five bucks, get the ranks, and bounce out. out. No no hard totally feelings. Cool. We totally want totally cool. We want you to support us however you want to. If and you're just in it. there for the ranks, man, they're the best in the game. So I don't blame you if the five bucks is just to get the ranks and get out. Totally fine. But you'll get a full month. That's right. You get you get them for the full month. So come through theidpshow.com. Addy, I think we're going to be maybe sending out access to paid supporters probably in the tomorrow or the next day. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, you're wrapping up some of the actual numerical rankings, and then we'll give access, and then we'll have it kind of filled out with other information as the week goes on. But uh, very, made, very excited. Uh, one little tweak. Today, oh, tell me about it, Devin Lloyd. Oh boy, he was a he was a big topic last episode. He's going to be a topic. He's going to be a big topic for uh, the next five years, I think. Wouldn't it be awesome show. if Devin Bush got his ish together, and then we had three dominant that Devins? Would be so nice. Devin Bush is just killing it. Yeah, he's really letting us down because Devin White is balling out of control. Devin Lloyd is balling out of control. Yeah, man, it could have been could have been a new big three. You could have been starting three Devons. Yeah. Three Devons as your linebackers. Oh, but anyway, I moved. Um, yeah, you didn't even say what the update was. We got I'm, so hyped. I moved Devin Lloyd ahead of Shaq Leonard. Mm. 
And I can't say I blame you there. I mean, Shaq Leonard's just so banged up, man. The injury concerns are real at this point. I mean, I really thought he was coming back week three. I'm assuming... 27.2. Yeah, I'm assuming he'll be back. I'm assuming he'll be back this week. Otherwise, I think he would have gone on IR. So hopefully we get Shaq back. But yeah, in Dynasty, man, Devin Lloyd's what, like 22, 23? He was actually a little older. He's 24, which was kind of surprising. Okay, still. You got a three-year jump on Shaq Leonard. So what does that make him? looks like LB5? Uh, LB4. LB4. LB4, LB5 for Shaq Leonard. So, yeah, my top five is, I guess I'm going to have to switch Micah Parsons to Edge. I think everyone's going to be getting on board yeah, with that. Yeah, he's going to be a full-time Edge, I think. So, as as of now, Micah Parsons, LB1, uh, Devin White, LB2, Roquan, LB3, Devin Lloyd, LB4. And, honestly, I think I can move up. Uh, <laughs> I think you can move Devin Lloyd all I think the way you to can top. Move, I, think you honestly. Could, I think you could move him to three. I think he could jump Roquan. Where'd you, did, was, did you mention Devin White? Devin White was is second behind Micah Parsons. I think you could make a case for Devin one and Devin two. Yeah, and I put him in whatever order you want because I think you have to toss Micah Parsons out of there. Okay, we'll have to go ahead and maybe do that now. Ooh, the IDPShow.com, folks. You want to become a paid sub over there so you can get access to these ranks. And we're not doing it to just be hot takey, man. No, this is this get is, ahead. What other? Get I mean, ahead. who do you want? You're gonna go buy Logan Wilson. You can go buy Jordan Brooks. You're gonna go buy. You no, know, you're not. Don't do that. And these are dynasty ranks. We're trying to be ahead of the curve. That's the point. We've always tried to be ahead of the wave, not being caught flat-footed when it gets here. We're going to have some misses, but like you said, Eddie, we're going to have a hell of a lot of hits as well. Yep. So thank you all for joining us for this episode. We will have the football guys, Kyle B., Joey the Tooth, and Trip on Thursday. They're going to be recording the week four preview. Kind of crazy, Addy. We're almost a quarter of the way through the season already. It flies by. takes forever to get here and then absolutely flies by, but I'm so excited for those guys to bring in some of the work they've been doing for football guys. They're going to be referencing a lot of their written work over there, so make sure you grab a Football Guys subscription so you can check out their work and support those guys. But they'll be coming in Thursday with the preview episode. Like we mentioned, next week we will be on with the great Sigmund Bloom doing a very special collaborative episode of the IDP Blitz, looking at three down linebackers. So it's going to be a fun discussion, Addy. we got some really good questions lined up. We're going to zoom out and hit some of the macro topics in IDP with this IDP Blitz collaboration. So getting in the weeds and talking about kind of the start sits, that's a lot of fun, but I think it's useful. Once a month, we're going to zoom out and kind of take a look at the landscape. Can't wait. Should be fun. Should be fun. So y'all tune in Thursday to the preview next week to the IDP Blitz. And until then, see y'all soon.